0: Good evening and welcome to Slam the Gavel, the show that tells it all regarding family court, other court issues, as well as CPS. I'm your host, Marian Petrie If you are struggling in a high conflict relationship, divorce, custody battle, or co-parenting situation that requires individualized attention, let Chris and Lisa at Been There Got Out hold your hand along the way while providing expert strategic guidance based on one's years experience Success as a pro se, coupled with the others, High Conflict Divorce Coach Certification. Go to bendtheregotout.com. I will put this in the podcast notes. Right now, I have a very special guest. Her name is Jenny Dees. She's a protective mother fighting to protect her three children from abuse and her 10-year-old against sexual assaults perpetrated by her ex's stepson, who is almost 18. When Jenny reported this, as every parent should if their child reports it to them, she was hit with seven false charges by Sergeant David Galbraith of Westminster Police Department. These charges only came because Westminster Police Department was in a federal lawsuit that Jenny brought against them for false arrest and for being assaulted by them. The federal judge had ruled Westminster Police Department had no Indifference for Jenny's life as they ripped her G tube out and ripped her shoulder out, causing two surgeries. They used Jenny's children as pawns and allowed the rapes to continue even after Jenny was found not guilty by a jury of 12. Jenny has been hit with gags and multiple POs for using her voice and exposing every coward behind her children's hell. The FBI is now investigating after eight years of. Prote- protecting the judge, now a justice on the Colorado's highest court, William Hood, who kidnapped her child under the color of law. Jenny is the FCACC Colorado State Representative, ADA Advocate, Manager of Project Pink Slip, and she is a surviving the intimate co-host. And that's how I met Jenny. So I welcome you, Jenny, to the show. I'm so sorry all this happened to you. How are you?
1: I am doing good, um, you know. After going through all of this for eight years, finally I'm getting somewhere with my case, so things are starting to look up for me. Hopefully, that I will be able to protect my son soon. Um, mm-hmm. He's the one that I worry about. I'm an adult, right? I can handle these hardships, although I shouldn't have to. But mm-hmm. my child's the one that everyone needs to be worried about, not me.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they, as you said, they use your children as pawns. I mean, this has just been going on for how long for you?
1: Eight years now. And, and yeah, they, so they'll use your children to silence you. If you try to speak out, like when my child was kidnapped under color of law, they threatened to take more time away because it was 50, 50 with him at first. Right. Mm -hmm. They kept threatening more and more time with all three of my kids to take them away. And, uh, so here in Colorado, there's a thing called the Colorado Supreme Court memo scandal, mm-hmm. and it, it kind of connects with my case because it's a $2.4 million bribe to silence a woman who worked with a judge who, and was sexually harassed by this judge. They were trying to put this judge on the Colorado Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. Well, at the exact same time, they were silencing me, using my children as pawns, right? over Mm -hmm. my head so they used money for her and they used my children against me to silence both of us to get two different judges onto the Colorado Supreme Court so they're both on the Supreme Court now the FBI is investigating the Supreme Court memo scandal and now they're investigating my case also well I'm very and I go ahead oh go ahead um and and I think they're Uh, um Colorado and the country are going to be shocked when charges come down on all of that Mm
0: -hmm. yep I mean I'm sorry all this happened but you're fortunate that the FBI is even looking into this
1: yes I so multiple times and I've I've told the FBI this because I don't deal with their crap anymore right Mm -hmm. so um I said, I have called in multiple times over the years just to be laughed at and hung up on by your Mm -hmm. agents in your office. And I have them all recorded, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, this time I went to the U.S. attorney's office um, in our state, uh, the head, the Colorado U.S. attorney that -hmm. the president puts in. And I literally called the head U.S. attorney in Colorado each day until they called me back. And then they referred my case after hearing my case. So Mm -hmm. instead of going to the FBI who could just keep tossing it out, I went over their head to make sure they had some pressure that they couldn't just toss it, you know, so...
0: And, you know, that's very important for listeners and parents to know, because I, a lot of people say to me, the FBI should be looking at my case, and the FBI should be looking at a lot of these cases, and yep. you you were persistent,
1: and then you just went over their heads. Yep. Yep. I, I learned who I needed to go to and who... Um, you know, who had the most power in, in my state. And, you know, I used to think going to the attorney general and the governor, no, because those, those same people in my state anyways, our governor and our attorney general both had information about my case and the Supreme court memo scandal at least three years ago. And they covered it, both of them up. So yeah, it's you, I, I, and I wasted a lot of time going to them constantly thinking that they would help and um finally had to just kind of learn you know who had the power and where I needed to put the pressure and yeah I would recommend any parent that gets hung up by on by the FBI or you know they refuse to look into your case to go over their heads to keep calling higher ups and going higher you know you can always uh you know, call the U.S. attorneys, call the head U.S. attorneys, call, you know, um the Senate Judiciary out, the U.S. Senate Judiciary Committee, right? Like, have your voice heard. That's my ultimate goal is to be on the, you know, the Senate floor to testify mm-hmm. about what has happened in my case and, and to bring awareness to what's happening in multiple states, right? Well, every state probably, but yeah.
0: I think that would be great if you could do that do you foresee that happening soon or no?
1: I I don't know how soon that would happen. I, I'm really pushing for that, though. So, I mean, we'll see. <laughs> I, I don't mm-hmm. know how long that will take. Um, I didn't think it would mm-hmm. take eight years to get my story out either and and have someone finally hear me from my child, but it did. So, you know, sadly.
0: Mm. Well, you're a very strong woman to keep going and speaking
1: out and not stopping. Well, thank you. Um, they they could mess with me all they wanted, but when they started messing with my kids it was game on. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. Exactly.
0: Now, when you were defending yourself and your children, were they calling you litigious and vexatious?
1: They so one of the judges tried like in the hearings, right? But the the issue was like they always tried to blame it on me, even though mm-hmm. he's the one that had attorneys that were constantly filing crap, right? Mm-hmm. And filing false crap. And one of those attorneys actually has a protection order on me right now. It's in appeals and it's in a very dirty appeal. And I can explain that in a sec, but she did it to silence me from exposing the truth on her because she was involved with this justice that's mm-hmm. now a justice while my ex's attorney. You know, so my, my son was literally kidnapped without hearing at all, no due process, nothing. Um, and yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty dark and dirty once you get all the in and outs of, of how they did it. And yeah, so if they did that to me, there's gotta be so many others that it happened Mm -hmm. to also, right?
0: And, you know, with you speaking out, hopefully this will help a parent that isn't, or maybe does not feel strong enough to speak out yet. Maybe this will help them speak out
1: quicker. Right. And that would be amazing because um, I I used to be head down and silent, right? When this all happened, I believed in justice when I got into the family court eight years ago. I had no clue what I had just walked into. No clue until it all blew up, right? And then... Mm -hmm you're, you're in the middle of it. You can't really get out of it real easy. Um, so I I would warn parents to never even get there if they can, can help it. I mean, in my case, because I was trying to protect my son from sexual assault, they kept taking him further and further away from me. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. to silence me. And, um, because these judges knew already that they had, um, you know, been covering for him and leaving in this or covering for the judge that got moved to the Supreme Court and leaving this child, this innocent child in this home to be sexually assaulted and beat. And so, yeah, I mean, it's they're playing cover your ass now. Right. And yeah, it's just, yeah.
0: And this is going on with so many other cases that I hear um, parents are complaining about that they are these, they're, they're giving the child to the abuser. And I, don't, I just don't understand why these judges can't see what, what is really going on.
1: It, it makes me sick because it seems like the minute you mention abuse or sexual assault, they yank your kids from you and hand them right to the abuser like, oh, all right, well, that made up my mind. I, I don't understand why they do that at all. I mean, especially when, like, my ex was selling drugs, right, in front of my kids, Mm -hmm. and he even lost his job for it, yet the courts got mad at me for bringing it to their attention. That is literally what started Mm -hmm. a ton of this, and then his wife, of course, got very angry at me because, you know, their lifestyle, whatever, his job was gone because I dared open my mouth you know, but he was selling drugs in the parking lot of his work with my children in the car to people mm-hmm. he worked with. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, but the, the judges seem to protect these people and I don't get it.
0: No, I don't either. I don't.
1: I, I don't know how they sleep at night. Like I will never be able to comprehend this way of thinking mm-hmm. because I could never hurt, especially a child and be able to sleep Mm-mm. at night. Sociopaths do. They sleep very well at night. Right. And see, and that's the thing all of our judges need a psyche, though. Right. They do. Exactly. They do. But then we wouldn't have any left on the bench. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Well, you know, maybe it takes, you know, uh, one of my guests had said maybe these judges should not be attorneys before they get on the bench. What if there is some type of class education that they train uh people to be a judge instead of an attorney walking right into black robes
1: right well that's the thing i mean that way i mean the attorneys learn such dirty behavior and tricks before they're ever on the bench and so and they've already got their bias and they've already got their favorite attorneys and you know all their friends it's so yeah um it's absolutely disgusting, but I think if we had accountability mm-hmm. for what these judges are doing, then a lot of this would stop. But no one seems to want to make them accountable.
0: No, and even when there is a contempt process going on, the judge will just slap their wrists and you exactly. know, poo-poo it.
1: <laughs> I- well, see, every contempt I have filed, my judges keep denying Mm-hmm. every contempt they're supposed to give you due process and hear it right they right. won't even let me have a or bring my ex in for a show cost he's taken my child out of state not only out of state but to the u.s virgin islands without my knowledge right mm-hmm. this is a child kidnapped under color of law so he's taking him all over and that violated the court order which states that if they go out of state that i must have a 30-day itinerary with you know everything and, or a 30 day notice with the entire itinerary. I never got that. I, I found out while they were in the U S Virgin islands, just because someone else sent me a picture and, um, yeah, it's the courts still, they deny it because these judges like hate me for speaking out. And so they flat out deny it, which a judge doesn't really have authority to just, you know, there's absolutely proof and I've turned in the proof and they're they're all in appeals now so you know hopefully it comes back down on these judges but we'll see
0: now how long did it take you to file all these appeals
1: oh my gosh it is such it's so much work because um right now I have three appeals active appeals Mm -hmm. right so trying to keep up on all of those has been a lot plus So this is what happened on the protection order with my ex's attorney just this last week. So I'm writing my appeal brief and and this appeal is in the district court, right? Because restraining orders, protection orders, same thing, um, go to the county court. The county courts are who have jurisdiction over these in Colorado, at least I don't know how it is in every state. So the county courts have jurisdiction over restraining orders unless you're in a divorce case, custody case. Then at that point, the district court or a criminal case, right? And they put a criminal RO. But for civil ROs, it it goes to the, the county court. Well, I'm writing my brief, you know, getting it all done. And something hits me. Who wrote this original order? Who gave her the uh, temporary protection order, right? Because there's no hearing, no transcripts for this. So it was done not only off the record. You know, it's always ex parte for a temporary. But now it's also done off the record, right? Just given to her because this attorney goes in front of these judges. It's a small town. She's an attorney in front of these judges where she filed the protection order. So I go look and the original order says that a district judge handed her this protection order, right? Mm -hmm. And after that, sent it down to the county court to have the permanent protection order. Which means from the county court I have to appeal to the district court. Do you see where the issues are there? There's no due process there. So Yeah,
0: and it seems like a big runaround.
1: At least that's what I've gotten. They try to keep you busy and and so have so much stuff thrown at you and and corrupt stuff, they think you'll give up and and be silent. Mm,
0: Right, right. I mean I have two appeals in a circuit court and um you know, that's exactly what they're doing. They're just dragging their feet and they're hoping I'll go away. Right. And that's not the case. That's just not exactly. how I work. I and, love it. And That's how we parents have to be when our children are wronged, much less ourselves. Exactly. Uh, we have to hold people accountable so they don't do this to someone else who can't
1: help themselves. Exactly. Because if they're doing it to us and and we're very strong-willed and and willing to fight this, how many are they doing to, like, that was me before where I was just quiet, believed the system, right? Mm -hmm. How many of them are out there that don't understand what is going on Mm -hmm. and how to fight? So that's why I'm loud, because I want to teach other parents that it's Mm -hmm. okay to use their voice. Right, and Even though the courts try to silence y'all. Right, right.
0: Well, you know, some parents just, just can't go pro se. They just aren't, you know, uh, equipped to do it or built for it. You because you do take a lot of abuse.
1: Exactly, you do absolutely, and and not everyone is built for it. Um, I didn't think I was built for it, but I, I became very strong. Um, it by learning law and and it, it kind of gave me my power back. Right, mm-hmm. which like gave me self-esteem, gave me confidence and has helped me in this battle. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I think there, I think any parent that puts their mind to it can, but they've also have, they have to heal from the trauma that these courts have put them through too. Cause that's a huge issue. Mm-hmm. And and my brain, I know my brain didn't work when the trauma, you know, like it didn't there, there I couldn't think I couldn't process things. Mm-hmm. And, and now my brain works very well, but it didn't for the first few years, right? I was in trauma mode. And uh, so I understand that part too. It, it's very hard. It's very difficult. But um, I, I would recommend you go pro se just to stay away from dirty attorneys if you, mm-hmm. if you have the ability and time to learn.
0: You know, And it's, you know, I'd figured out how they were writing these motions as you know I looked at the paperwork and I thought, well, if they can do it, why can't I do it? It's the same, you know, layout. You just change around what what you need to change around. Right. And stick to the facts and facts have no feelings. So if you just stick with the facts and this is, you know, just point everything out, you would hope justice would be done.
1: Exactly. You would hope. Mm -hmm. But they, I mean, yeah, judges, judges understand a few things, right? Number one, parents that are fighting the system a lot of us um especially if we're pro se right we obviously don't have the money to be paying these attorneys they know that so then they also know that if we have to appeal we have to have transcripts to go with that or our pills mm-hmm. get thrown out and transcripts can be you know for a four-hour hearing up around 500 to 800 so imagine having you know you These parents that are in a three-day hearing that now have to go and and appeal and and pay, you know, $2,000 for transcripts, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And they don't have that money, so they try to appeal without it. These judges know that -hmm. without a transcript, we will go nowhere in the appeals court. They use it to their advantage. Mm -hmm. Transcripts need to be free.
0: Well, you know, I made copies of transcripts because you don't want to give them the original, but right. you know, I've gone through all of this and the judge, you know, admitted he didn't even look at the evidence and ruled all, everything irrelevant. And that's why I'm in the appeals court for a number. There's another reason, but, you know, this is what is so heartbreaking is you pay for these transcripts. You go through the work of, you know, copying everything for all parties. Right. And then the cost of sending this stuff out. Yep. Um, it's just
1: it's really a travesty of justice. Absolutely. Absolutely is. Yep. And I mean I had tried filing motions, all kinds of motions, asking for, you know, looking up different federal laws, different things and they all got denied, but I mean, every motion of mine got denied. So, you know, I, I don't know, but as some, one of the things that we learned as ADA advocates in the FCACC is that by law, they have to give, if you have an ADA request in, they have to give you your transcripts for free. Did you know that? No. Yes. I, I, I don't have the law in front of me right now, but that is what we use um, in the FCACC to send all the, all of us ADA advocates um, because we send our people in with an ADA advocate to every hearing, right? Everybody's Mm -hmm. assigned an ADA advocate, but yeah, we've um, some people took some classes and learned from some of the top and I'll I'll get that law for you so that you can put Mm -hmm. it on one of your next shows. But um, yeah. So that is one way to get transcripts is, is through an ADA form. So wow. okay. and you have to have an ADA, ADA, well, no, you don't, because we asked for all prior transcripts to my entire case mm-hmm. on my, in my ADA request that we sent last week. So we'll see, we'll see. Um, Now, you can't go off how the courts treat me because, well, they deny everything. Mm -hmm. Now, ADA requests are supposed to go to the ADA coordinator, not the judge. They're not supposed to be put into the file. So Mm -hmm. that's another thing parents don't understand. You're not supposed to file ADA requests into the court record. You are supposed to send it directly to the ADA coordinator of the court, and there is one for every court. Okay, well, that's that's good to know. I mean... They
0: don't tell you this stuff when they hand you the forms and you're filling it out to file a suit.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yep. And they don't want us to be, they don't want us to know the laws. They don't want us to be able to protect ourselves and stand up for ourselves. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, there's so much that I had no clue about when I first started that would have absolutely helped huge, right? Mm -hmm. And I think the courts understand that COVID. Did a huge disservice for them and a huge service for us Mm -hmm. as public because we were able to get into so many courts to watch and see what was really happening, right? And Mm -hmm. and I mean, like me, I took my my judge live on Facebook after she booted all my court watchers, and and because I was on a WebEx hearing, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I I had to. At that point, I I just knew my mama gut was saying, you either expose her now, right? Mm where everybody is watching or it's not gonna happen. And, and mm-hmm. I think because I did that and she refused to hold me in contempt, she flat out told my ex, um, I can't control her actions anymore. Then get off my case. <laughs> like, right? Right? right. I mean, it's right in the transcripts and this is in appeals. I brought it to the appeals attention. Like how many judges claim that they can't control, right, someone mm-hmm. yet stay on their case? You can't control her because you know she has the evidence against you to put you in prison. That's why you can't control her actions.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, Pretty dirty. Oh, uh, Yeah, they need to be exposed, and that's what we all have to keep doing. Um, and I don't know how long these judges are going to run these Zoom hearings and things like that. I wonder when that's going to come to an end.
1: I think it's starting to come to an end, but – you know, something we need to fight for is that every court hearing is, is video, like I believe it should all be live, that you should be able to log on to YouTube or whatever channel they're using, right, and be able to log in to any court anytime you want and just listen. I guarantee the judges are going to, you know, understand that they are being watched at mm-hmm. any given time. Anybody has access. They can't close their courts. That would stop a lot of this corruption.
0: And some of them, act, or their behaviors, they act so badly and talk down to a pro se. And even, you know, um, I had a female attorney. He was talking down to her, too. Oh, wow. Um, she had said, you know, why can't we go back to 50-50? That's all the, you know, that's really what the kids wanted. That's what we were trying right. to fight for. And he said, I have my reasons. She said, but your honor, we've done everything you've asked. What are your reasons? And he just said, I have my reasons. And see, things like this need to be on video. Exactly. Absolutely. You know, and it also tamper-proof mics. I think that should be in there too.
1: Yes, I agree. Yep. 100%. You know, Any, know- anything go ahead. Go ahead. You go ahead. I was just going to say anything to shine light Mm -hmm. on what's really happening in our courts um, is going to help. I mean, nothing, anything to shine light on it at this point will help. I mean, it's gotten so dark that Mm -hmm. anything, any little thing will help at this point. Um, Mm -hmm. But, but, you know, the problem is you want to talk about the court system, right? Full mm-hmm. of attorneys, 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 attorneys. Right? Judges are attorneys. Magistrates are attorneys. Well, the politicians—if you look in your state, I know my, our state and U.S. You know, politicians. Most of them are attorneys. Over fifty mm-hmm. percent in my state, at least, if not higher, to seventy-five percent, are all attorneys. So they are protecting not only themselves but all their buddies that are in, you know, members of the bar. Mm -hmm. They all are protecting each other. And so they're passing laws to protect the courts. And that is why it became so dark here in Colorado and has been such a huge cover-up. But I think even every politician at this point knows that it's no longer a cover-up. And see, I go directly to after the politicians. I tell all the people, these politicians have allowed it to get this dark. And they have passed the laws to allow it to get this dark and to remain this dark. Mm -hmm. So you got to stay on your politicians too, because they're the ones passing these laws to protect the judiciary.
0: Mm-hmm. And some of them, it seems, you know, I've, I've heard parents complain they're writing all these letters and still nothing, no traction. Right. And
1: we've got to get traction. Um, exactly. I agree. But it's so frustrating because as a parent, you believe that, you know, if I go to my attorney general and report this, if I go to the FBI, if I go to my governor, if I go to my politicians, someone's going to step in, right? Nope. I mean, they're all, they all play cover your ass because they all know that they're part of this. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so you have to be loud enough that they can't, uh, they can't deny it anymore. Right. Because mm-hmm. I had a politician recently who ignored me the last two years. He's on the Senate Judiciary Committee, head of the Senate Judiciary Committee here, I've gone and testified in front of him about these judges. He's ignored every piece of evidence I've sent to his email. Last week, he says on one of my posts, I'm really proud of all the hard work and the fight that you've put into your case. And I'm all, oh, that's funny, you're reaching out now, huh? Like seriously. That's interesting. Yeah, it, it's like they know because all of a sudden on all my videos, also because I'll post them on politicians' pages, like my YouTube videos, mm-hmm. politicians are liking them, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm all, what the heck? You know, you all know it's coming down, right? And you also all know that it's election year next year, and many of you are up for election. So I don't play these games, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I know what you're playing, and I, and I don't play them. So, well, I, I don't know if think- you.
0: I know of people standing outside, you know, these wherever you go to vote, uh, holding signs saying don't vote for this judge, (laughs) right? Yeah, exactly. And the taxpayer doesn't know, you know, they may, oh, it's the same judge that's been voted in before, so I'm just going to click on this one. They don't know what what they're doing, they have no idea.
1: Yep, well, see, this is the thing. So, here in Colorado, they have, um, Uh, surveys, I guess, that are public surveys that they send out before election season. So they just send them out for next year's election, right? Well, my two judges are both up for re-election next year or up to be retained, right? And then so is the chief judge in that same court that's ignored this for eight years. He's been the chief judge for eight years and ignored this. They're all up for retention. I've already started blasting their names all over telling people vote them out let's Mm -hmm. make a scene let's show them that we Mm -hmm. the people have the power Mm -hmm. vote them out Mm -hmm. right and so anyways but there's these surveys they send to also uh give to the public about each judge and you're not supposed to put case info in there so that because the judges also see these right because they're public Mm -hmm and will retaliate. I mean, pretty much that's what it says in the thing. Like you don't want the judges to know who this came from um, because this is all public. And I'm all, Oh no, I want the judges to know who this came from. And, and I didn't put my name in it or anything, but I guarantee they all know who it was that wrote those surveys. And I also asked, cause they had just sent me surveys for two judges. And I'm like, no, I need surveys for this one, this one, and this one also. And, and they sent them to me. So and i 've never had them send me surveys in eight years i don 't know how they got my email to even send me surveys that's interesting because
0: yeah. I never knew they would even send anyone a survey
1: i I didn't either. I thought that never happened like that only the only people that ever got surveys were attorneys right I knew I knew because of my public defender who um, in my criminal trial for reporting my son 's sexual assault, the judge hated her bad already, so the judge took it out on me but it was because she had filled out one of these surveys just months before, and the judge barely got retained. 51% voted yes, 49 no, barely got retained on the bench. So she hated my attorney already. So I knew attorneys could do that years ago, but I didn't know the public could, and I didn't know how to get those, mm-hmm. but they found me this year. So obviously I am being heard, so...
0: Well, I'm, I'm happy for you that you are. I mean, that must feel really a lot of relief.
1: It does. It does. Because, um, you know, when you go and post evidence every day, like, and I literally have for two years straight and and people ignore it for two years, right? Just all the evidence, people just ignore it. You feel like you're never going to be listened to, but I will tell parents to never give up because the squeaky wheel is ultimately going to get the attention. And that is, I mean, you may take some grief at first. They may hit you with gags. They may hit you with protection orders. Like they did me. See, My protection orders um, aren't for violence or anything. It's, it's for just speaking out online. Like mm-hmm. that's it. And no threats, absolutely no threats. I mean, literally this attorney, uh, what the judge used um, to grant her this permanent protection order was I put up 18 U.S.C. Uh, 242, something like, anyway, the deprivation of rights under color of law the from the Justice Department's website. I, I snapshotted it directly from what they said, and they in there they say that the um, if a judge is, or if someone's found guilty, the, the punishment is up to death, right? It says that right on the mm-hmm. DOJ's Well, she took that into court and said, see, she's threatening me with death. And I didn't even, she wasn't even part of this post, but that is exactly what the judge used. That's how dirty they are. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, this comes directly from the DOJ page. You two are ignorant as Mm -hmm. you know. And so that's in appeals, but then that's also the judge that I found that a district judge gave this to her, right? So she went to a friend and so, oh, I, I mean- Believe me, I filed the motion saying, you need to give me clarification on how you believe this uh, protection order is even valid by what you all did up here, mm-hmm. right? Like, how am I supposed to write in a pill brief back to the district court? Uh, nope, sorry, not happening. Not happening. <laughs> so, yeah, it yeah. they play all kinds of games, and you have to be on your toes to be able to catch it, because, I mean, I, I almost submitted my appeal brief and it would have been too late. Right. I almost submitted it before catching this. So. Well, it's a good thing you caught it.
0: Sometimes, you know, you, you catch things later and then you submit them (laughs) anyway, but at least it's on the record. So, you know, if some people are going through paperwork and it's like, I should have filed that then just, you know, put it on the record. Right. Yep. Yeah, and exactly. uh, you know, I mean, I've been called vexatious and litigious when really it was them that were vexatious and litigious. Exactly, <laughs> they yeah, always I do this to, to people. people.
1: They they do. They they will do. They will use any dirty trick to silence you, and they know if they make you a vexatious litigant, a, a vexatious litigant, you can't file, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that's their ultimate goal. I think they know with me, like, I just have way too much evidence on them and and Mm will continue to fight no matter what, you know, Um, because it doesn't matter what motion I put into the court, it gets denied. It it doesn't matter. Like, literally, I can have all the evidence with it. It gets denied. Mm -hmm. And and so this is their game. They make me go to the appeals court. They make me appeal every order. And the appeals court should be getting very frustrated with it at Mm -hmm. this point to see that there's three active appeals in their hands right now, all from the same court. Mm-hmm. That should make them very much take notice that this is, you know, a very dirty tactic they're using right. in my case and, and ultimately very many, like well, many cases.
0: Right. I hope they see it in my case. And I think right. what also um uh I've, I've interviewed Kenneth Gottfried and he's written books on, he's written three books and okay. they're all on Amazon. If you look up his name, Kenneth Gottfried, but he's, saying that these judges are predatory child abusers. Yeah. They're going along hand in hand with the attorney that's saying, you know, take custody away from the loving fit parent that's trying to protect the child. And, oh, well, just hand it over to the abuser, not it, but the child. Um, right. But these judges are just willy nilly doing this.
1: Yeah, Absolutely and it's disgusting, you know, um, yeah, like I said, I don't, I don't know how they sleep. I mean, our poor children get to deal with this for life. They get Mm -hmm. to deal with these decisions for life because Mm -hmm. it ultimately, I mean, yeah, it, it messes with them. They're the victims in this. They're the biggest victims. We all are victims. Um, the courts, uh, they, they want to create more and more victims to keep their cycle and money cycle going right so that our kids will have to go into their courts and their kids, you know. Um, and to me, I feel like it stops with me. The buck stops here. Um, my ex's uh, mother did this to uh, his father when they divorced. You know, she alienated the kids like this and it's a learned behavior and I can see my kids 100% doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. to their kids one day because of the way that they've been treated and and raised the last four years, right? So, right. well, ultimately eight, but four years since I've had contact with them. So,
0: and i I've heard other guests say that this turns these kids; it gives them a mental illness. Yes. Yep. And what we're what we're perpetuating is more sociopaths. Exactly. And I hate to say that about our own children, but they are learning from someone who is an abuser how to behave. And then they they have no respect for authority now. Right. Yep. Yep. And these judges have to be held accountable for letting this go on to our, our future. And Dr. Mark Roseman has said that this will affect six generations to come. Wow, he wrote the book "Preserving Family Ties," and when I read that, I was like, "Oh my gosh, nobody cares!" And nobody right. cares, it, you know. Exactly.
1: Exactly. It's it's a money machine. It's a money maker, and it's it's a money maker. I mean, even our politicians, right? Because all of this federal funding comes into the states. They're not going to stop that, right? Mm-hmm. So they they all allow this to go on and. It's not okay. I mean, it it is. mm -hmm. Go ahead. No, it's Rico violations. Right, right. You know,
0: Um, and that's that's racketeering. If people don't know what that is, that's like racketeering. Um, You know, they. I wish the greed wasn't so horrific that they just do this and drag parents back in because this is what was going on in my case. Okay. We'll do another review in October. Okay. Now we'll do another review at the end of November. It's like, you keep hauling us in. It's not, it wasn't even so much, well, who knows the opposing attorney, but the judge was also hauling everybody back in. Wow. So, but I think the opposing attorney had something to do with the judge and they were right doing this. Um, and bear in mind, these attorneys like to go to Disney World and take their families approximately six times a year. Right. <laughs> so where's yeah. that money coming from? I mean, right. Boy, hell, I haven't had a vacation since 2008. Okay. Yeah,
1: I haven't. I haven't either. Like probably since 2010. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, I mean, because they break you, right? They. <laughs> Emotionally, financially, that is their goal, to break you down.
0: Definitely. Yep. Yeah. 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 It's, it's terrible when you have to um, worry about money. That's the worst exactly. thing. Yeah. I, I almost think that's the worst thing besides worrying
1: about your kids, but worrying about how you're going to pay your bills and what if you exactly. can't. Exactly. Exactly, because you also understand that if you can't pay your bills and you become homeless, that that's something else they're going to use to keep your children from you further. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I mean, they have this all figured out. They've had years and years to figure out how to to do this and get away with it. Now it's our turn to unravel Mm -hmm. it all, expose it all, and bring it down.
0: Mm -hmm. And I hope to see that in our lifetime, Jen. I I do
1: too. I won't give up.
0: I won't. Mm -mm. So, you know, what is the next step for you then? You're just waiting on your appeals.
1: I'm waiting on appeals to come down, which I I do think, especially the protection order on my ex and this attorney, like when those appeals come down, it's going to be, I mean, it's going to be very obvious to people what is going on, right? Especially... Mm -hmm if I win this appeal, it's going to definitely show that the courts are using protection orders to silence parents. Um, they're, you know, they're, they're using illegal tactics. I, I think this could be a huge ruling for a lot of people. Now, a judge in my criminal trial, because they're trying to hit me with an RO violation on this protection order that's in appeals that was never valid, right, never served, never um, reserved once they took the kids off, which by law, it's invalid until it is reserved And and all the evidence proves that, right? Because the court was supposed to reserve it, and they did not. And even on the transcripts during the hearing, they never said, oh, we're taking the kids off, therefore we have to reserve this to you. Nothing, right? They just play dirty. But um, sorry, my brain kind of went off there. <laughs>
0: That's okay. No, no, it's, it's, so, it's so much that you have gone through. And I don't know about you, but sometimes you, I, I feel
1: scattered. <laughs> I do. I do. I can be talking and then it's like all of a sudden five trains are coming into the station at once and your brain just like mm-hmm. goes off, right? And then I have done uh brain tests, brain testing um and, and psyche valves and stuff, right? And and my brain is working amazing now, but I still have that and, and it's a trauma thing. It's like mm-hmm. all of a sudden, whoa, everything's coming in at once and I just have to admit that, yep, this is what's happening. Right. And and just be kind to myself. And, and I used to get very embarrassed and, and it would shut me down. Right. Like, oh, I just lost my train of thought. And people would look at you like you're crazy, like not mm-hmm. understanding. Right. And, and I know I probably acted crazy by doing that at first, because I never explained it to people and what was causing it. I would just always then shut down. Now I just, you know, no, but this is what's going on, and I, I'm not going to be hard on myself because I didn't cause this right no, no mhm
0: mm-hmm. it's it's sure. man made uh suffering man made debt, yeah, uh, you know, like your attorney fees it, you look at them and it's like we're not going to be done paying those till February of twenty twenty three you no. know. And so yep. it's like, it's not like I went to Macy's and had a great time and bought jewelry and coats and shoes. Right. And, right. and then I took a trip and, and loaded up that credit card. No, these right. were all attorney fees that I loaded up on credit cards.
1: Yeah. It's,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so. Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know. It's hard. And it's a trap for parents because you feel so desperate to fight for your kids and you, and if you don't understand the law, I mean, I hired attorneys at first too. Mm-hmm. They ultimately mm-hmm. helped kidnap my child. Mm-hmm. So my own attorneys. So that, that's why I don't trust them, but. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> right. And, you know, there's so much collusion you know, yep. within these courthouses and then their clubs, they go golfing. Yeah. Um, like, I think I had told you that I had gone to a funeral home, and I was there with my husband, but we were standing in line, and in walks the judge of our case. Oh, oh my gosh. And I said to my husband, I said, he's here. Can you believe this? My luck. Oh, wow. And so he's standing like three people down, you know, away from me. He's right. talking. He's actually talking about my custody trial.
1: <gasps> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Wow. I'm like,
0: I, I was going to walk up and say, you know, you really should, this is like, you know, if everything's so secretive behind closed doors, you really shouldn't be talking about it, especially at a funeral home.
1: Exactly.
0: Wow. Yeah. But. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that, that's just all I could say when you walk out of a courthouse and you've been wronged and you are the victim, all you, yeah. you walk out and you do, you just say, "Wow, what, what just happened? How, how did that exactly. turn out like that? Yep,
1: I still remember those feelings. Um, the first time that happened, I mean, and this was eight years ago, you know, you walk in thinking your children are going to be protected and that there, there will be justice. And I still remember turning to my attorney and saying, now what, what do I do? Like, who do we take this to? You know, I, I didn't understand all the lingo, the appeal, everything, you know, that I understand now, but her exact words to me were do not appeal this or he will take your kids 100% from you. Mm -hmm. Uh, She, she flat out scared the crap out of me. So I wouldn't appeal. And um, so now, now I have the connections and have seen that she helped kidnap my child. Mm -hmm. um, And that is why she was telling me not
0: to appeal. Um, So yeah. That's interesting. You should say that because we had like two cases in the lower court going right okay and my attorney felt the judge was wrong and he said since you're getting railroaded i'll just charge you half the price of going to the superior court i said you know okay you know if you i i know i know the judge is wrong you you think the judge is wrong go for it and right. sure enough we won but but that's what ticked off the judge well i think they were going to take the kids anyway Right. I mean, if you think about it, the ca- these cases are so bad. They're going to yep. do this anyway.
1: Exactly. They've got their mind made up already. Like,
0: mm-hmm. yeah,
1: it's, <laughs> I don't you know. know.
0: We, but you're doing fantastic. And that, you know, Let's gives indeed. everybody hope that if you know, someone's doing fantastic, you know, people are, Fighting back, I, you know, I've got two appeals going. You've got three. Yeah, it's it's okay to appeal. It's okay to get scared about appealing. Right. But you know, the thing you have to keep in mind is what's been done to you can be done to somebody else, and that's why we're appealing.
1: Exactly. And you know, at least here in Colorado, I feel like the appeals court is um, a lot more fair with me, a lot more understanding. Um, so I am, you know, of course, like I said, I have three active appeals. Now I've won two appeals on my own against my ex's attorneys, but my ex's attorney in the first appeal tried to say that my, uh, reply brief should not be accepted because I didn't follow all the rules. Right. Hmm. This was the first time I actually had some faith in the justice system because those appeal judges in their ruling came down on her. Like she is pro se it is not your place as an attorney you know to down her and, and and continue to you know like they literally they came unglued on her and um you know that doesn't mean though that the lower uh the lower courts have followed these appeals that's mm-hmm. the problem in my case also they've they get remanded back to the lower court, and then the lower court the same court that broke the law is refusing mm-hmm. to fix it so mm-hmm. it's just a continued circle like you have to keep appealing and keep appealing and, and nothing's happening right and that's mm-hmm. what's happened in my case um, and I'm so,
0: oh that's terrible just yeah. terrible they should be ashamed of themselves they should
1: they should absolutely and everyone yeah. that covered for one of these mm-hmm. judges should be ashamed and and should be shamed especially if they're in office they need to be exposed and shamed for protecting these people So, Mm -hmm. and and you know, that's the thing I tell them all the time, all these politicians, believe Mm -hmm. me, I take screenshots. I have all the evidence. I can show how many times I've called, emailed everything to you. I record everything Mm -hmm. and it's going to show that you ignored this for two years, did nothing. So they all know that I have that on them, right? They all know Mm -hmm. that I keep all the evidence and and stupid things they've said back to me. Like, you're crazy. Go get mental help. (gasps) Oh, that came from a county commissioner. yeah
0: yeah i got one of those letters from an opposing attorney too but um
1: oh wow see this county commissioner put this up on her social media her public social media oh my (laughs) god yeah this is how they just don't care they think they are all god mighty right with all this power and obviously once we learn to take our power back they realize Mm -hmm. that they don't have that power. Um, But yeah, they've done some dirty things and it just shows what type of people they are. And the voters need to
0: be aware. Yeah, the taxpayers need to know how these tax dollars are being spent for cash for kids.
1: Yep, exactly. I try to, you know, it was adoption day the other day, which I went on all the politicians pages and was like, so... You know, how many of these kids were yanked away for Title IV monies, right? Mm -hmm. Like, how many? Do any of you understand this going on, right? I mean, that's how I am. I I have had enough of all of the corruption, Mm -hmm. and I will stand up for all of it. Um, I just don't have any fear anymore of anyone. Obviously, if I have no fear of the FBI, I'm probably not going to fear anyone, right? I don't fear these judges, I don't fear the FBI, well, so. they've done
0: they've done everything that they can to us and so it's almost like i don't care i'm going to appeal this because it's wrong
1: what you did right. was wrong yep yep absolutely mhm and and the last judge so just a few months ago she my ex turned in a thing wanting uh everything that i filed in the court served to him by a sheriff for me to have to pay a sheriff to have him served instead of just sending it in the mail, right? And he did this to the appeals court. He sent a motion into the appeals court and to our district court. Well, the district judge, without even waiting for my response, uh, agreed to it, right? Approved it. Yep, this is what's going to happen, which is not due process, right? It's not the law. The appeals court, on the other hand, said, oh, hell no, denied. This is the law, right? Mm -hmm. So you can tell They're both on separate ones coming after me for retaliation. But anyways, um, in that order, she states that mom has multiple appeals in on us because she, you know, the litigus thing again, right? Mom's Mm -hmm. constantly filing. Well, duh, if you're going to deny everything I put in front of you, I have to appeal. I have no choice. Mm -hmm. The Mm -hmm. only way this is going to stop is by... You know, and that's the thing, I'm smart enough now to make sure that I have all the evidence and, and that I can put stuff on the record mm-hmm. to make sure that my appeal is, you know, I, I start from the beginning prepping, knowing I'm going to end up in an appeal anyway. Mm-hmm. So that that's what I do. I, I make sure everything's on the record. I will even stop the judge and say, you know, I need to make a record for the appeals court and then I'll just speak for minutes at a time, right? So that it's all in transcripts and on the record, the appeals court can easily go look at it.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So those are things that I've learned to do to help Um, because I know everything will be denied. It always has. Well,
0: hopefully, you know, you'll be successful. Hopefully I'll be successful and we've we've got to encourage parents to go pro se and learn, learn the law. Yep. You know, just, you know, use whatever they sent you as templates. It's, it's not that hard and not, and don't be afraid. Try not to be afraid of the mail and the mailbox. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Uh, uh, I know that's a trauma thing too, right? The court mail, like all of a sudden it's, it's your PTSD going,
0: Mm -hmm. oh, I can't
1: do this. I can't do this. And I used to be that way. Um, Now, I mean, I also used to walk into court and I would get sick to my stomach and Mm -hmm. you know, the nerves and you're scared to death. And now I walk in and I'm all let's play because i've taken my power back right and and i know the law and that gives you so much self confidence in your fight mm-hmm. so i would tell every parent number one learn the constitution number two learn the laws in your state and there the state laws are more important than the federal laws um ultimately in family court right because that's where it all starts how
0: mm-hmm. many
1: people actually get their family case into a federal court not a ton mm-hmm. but um i mean it's possible but mostly you're dealing in, in family court so I don't know, it's, um, so you've got to learn your state laws. Mm-hmm. I, I, my federal laws ha- were the last ones for me to learn because I felt like my state laws were important for my appeals and everything. And I can, I can tell you, I can't go and name each law, right? Like I still have to go look things up, but I know how to do that at this oh, point. Yes. I've learned enough.
0: Google scholar. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> I found my best case law there.
1: Mm. I have two. That's funny. I have two. Yep. <laughs> well, yep. that's how. That's what I use all the time.
0: Definitely. Do you have parents reaching out to you, or you know, constantly?
1: I, I get I get so many messages every day. It, it's hard to keep up. Some days, um, it, it takes a lot of time because. And and this is something the FBI agent said too. Like, how come all these parents aren't reaching out to us, and, and we're not hearing all their stories? And I'm all Well, maybe your intake people should stop laughing at them and hanging up on them, number one, because Mm -hmm. these parents are already going through trauma. Their children ripped out of their home, being sexually assaulted, whatever it may be, right? And then you call the feds who you think are supposed to help, and Mm -hmm. they laugh at you. Mm -hmm. They're just adding to the trauma, right? And it took me years to make another call to the FBI after the first time they did that to me. I, I had panic disorder so bad i could barely leave my home mm-hmm. after they yanked my child out of my arms cuz i knew he was being raped in that home right so every parent's worst nightmare is just you can't protect your child mm-hmm. no matter what you do you can't protect your child they fight everything you do the courts just you know it's like a game to them how how bad can we hurt mom right how mm-hmm. bad can cuz i know my judges hate me cuz i speak out and right. i speak truth and so they hate me and so at this point it's not me versus my ex it's the court versus me right Mm. they hate me so bad for speaking out that they just cover for him at this point because they're covering their own butts
0: Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. yeah oh i i understand (laughs) yeah oh well um i'd like to have you back on as a return guest as as you progress you know
1: yeah Um, absolutely see how you're i appreciate you having me on today Really oh, I'm so do. glad. I, yeah, we've learned a lot. This is oh, great. Oh, well, I'm
0: glad. And, um, well, hey, don't jump off. Is there anything else you'd okay. like to add? Is
1: there anything else you'd like to add? Not that I can think of right now. I mean, people, you can um, obviously put my contact info to people, too, if anyone wants to reach out to me. I'm always very open helping people, and that, that's kind of my calling in life. Um,
0: so, Are you on Facebook as well? Can people find you there?
1: Yes, I'm on Facebook. It's under uh, Jenny Lynn, J-E-N-I-L-Y-N-N. Okay. And uh, yeah, and it's got a picture of my little mixed boy and it says, I told him was ignored by everyone, but my mom. Mm, how terrible. Okay. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, do you want people to reach you on your email? Do Do you want to they say can reach email? me on my email too? Um, it's uh, Mama Bear, M O M M A B E A R, Jenny, J E N N Y, at gmail.com. Okay. Well, um, yeah. don't jump off. I'm going to
0: have you back on, so don't jump off. Okay. <laughs> it's Lamb the Gals, a podcast to help the public understand what really goes on in these family courtrooms. I'm your host, Marianne Petrie, author of Dismantling Family Court Corruption, Why Taking the Kids Was Not Enough, and Cry Out for Justice, Poems of Truth. Please join us again here with Jenny in the future. Another exciting guest. Thank you again, Jenny. Thank you.